What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Between Two Tackles. I'm your host, Alex Benelli, and alongside me, as always, are my two good friends, Ray Volo, DeMontalbano. Fellas, how are we? Great. Pumped to have week one in the books, and even more pumped that week one includes the NFL this upcoming weekend. Let's go. Yeah, it was a long first weekend. I don't know about you guys, but my, my body's feeling it right now. Back to yeah, back to back. My wallet's feeling it more than my yeah. body. Oh, it's everything. But it was fucking great, honestly. Yesterday was uh, – not yesterday, I guess. Oh, my God. Saturday was a fucking blast. Huge games. And the boys did up – well, I guess not all of us, but some of us did pretty well. Yeah, we uh, we had an all right week. Ray's been in a trance the whole weekend. Ray's like that, that meme of like that little kid dancing in like the discotheque with the sunglasses on. That's, that's fucking Ray all weekend. That is Ray all week. That's Ray every day, bro. For sure. I was him especially last night. <laughs> all right. So for our first <laughs> our first recap episode, uh, we're going to go over all of our bets from week one show. Um, we'll talk about some players and some teams that we got some stock up and stock down for this week. And then we'll take a quick look uh, at some big games coming to you in week two of college football. We'll save the NFL talk for Thursday, fellas. I know we're all going to be hyped for that. Um so, fellas, let's talk some units. Let's talk some money. Ray, how'd week one go for you? Um, it went okay. Besides, for what I put on uh, the BTT network, at least uh, all my Ohio State bets <laughs> missed, missed badly. I don't know if I've ever had that happen when uh, the Buckeyes win, but all my props fucking lost brutally. Uh, we'll get more into that later, but it did well. So I'm up three four three point four three units. Um. Florida money line smashed. Knew that was going to happen. Dean's uh, Utah fandom came uh, to a close staggeringly uh, during the game. <laughs> he was like, he, he, he realized how much money was uh, on the line, and he's like, oh, you know what? Never mind. He fuck the Utes. Yeah. So for uh, the for the for the fans at home that don't know, Dean doesn't have a team uh, that he consistently roots for. So prior to the week one games, he decided that the Utes were his team, and uh, Dean starts off the season zero and one. And <laughs> We'll the classic this, that that Steve Smith Utah jersey is still on the way. Let's Since go. It's hot. It's a fire jersey. I'm still a Utes fan though, boys. Through, um, through, through thick and thin. Yeah, but Florida fucking what an ending to that game, right, guys? Unbelievable. That, fuck, that fucking pick at the end of the game, I fucking turned into like Joe Rogan. I was just I kept smacking Dean and screaming, "Oh, oh!" I, I literally <laughs> couldn't say anything else. Just fucking screaming. Oh, fucking sweet. You said it honestly in the moment. Cam Rising looked like he just won the game. Oh my god, dude! When he, stepped, he threw the ball. When he stepped up in the, I was like, "Oh, that's game over." Like I didn't think there was a chance it was uh gonna get fucking picked like that. It, like that play by itself too was insane. A diving pick in the end zone. Um. So that one hit. I, I was a quick like one point one eight uni Butler vibes hardcore. Excuse me. Uh, I apologize. Okay, um, moving huh? on. Uh, moving on. Uh, my my little pre Saturday teaser smashed to uh, Purdue plus nine and a half, WVU plus thirteen and a half, and then Michigan State fucking pulled it out. On the miracle fucking late touchdown, I got so pumped up. Yeah, we're done with Michigan State. Dude, oh, dude, they fucking they really they were like dominating. I feel like at first too, and then they just kept letting them hang around. But when they scored that touchdown, it was garbage time touchdown. Like a, what a minute and a half left, and I started screaming. And the whole bar started looking at me. They were like, "What the fuck is this guy doing? This maniac!" But <laughs> big, big win there. Three point six units. Uh, even. I think an even bigger hit or crazier hit was the fact that that Oregon Georgia under 53 
Um, yeah, I can't believe you got that. Dude, That's absurd. I, I like kind of stopped paying attention because every time Georgia had the ball, they marched down the field and scored at will. I thought Oregon's defense was going to be good. I don't know about you guys. That shit was I all would, over Twitter. Dude, I was really looking. For, I thought uh, Oregon was going to put up a nice, uh, tight, like a tough fight, but they got fucking dog walked. Georgia absolutely just moved the ball at will. Uh, we'll get more into that later, I know for sure, at least from my end. Um, yeah. But again, fourth down, I think a minute left, and uh, Georgia got the stop to fucking get me that under 53 win, which I love. Uh, USC, uh, team total over 41 and a half versus Rice, smashed like we knew it was going to. Lincoln Riley came out and just put the work in. Uh, and then my two losses of the weekend, that big uh, teaser, NC State blew it. I think everything else hit. Uh, NC State, we're done with NC them, by the State way, too. Sucks. I am, we'll get into that more later. But we were watching that game, me and Mang, and I'm like, this is a fucking – this is just straight-up brutal. I'm never betting on this team again. Leary, uh, we'll get more into it later. I'm not even going to start going there. Um, and then finally, the most – this was a loss, a nice one, 1.05 unit loss, but App State, UNC – well worth the price of admission for me. Definitely. Dude, that game was fucking insane. Uh, 40 points in the fourth quarter by App State, and they still find a way to snatch uh, defeat from the jaws of victory. Well, that was also – I also had the uh, – I had App State money line in, in my bets too, but they were up 21-3 to three to start the game. <laughs> insane. UNC's defense is abysmal. I don't know what Mac Brown's doing, and I feel bad for whoever – that kid was who took that uh, onside kick to the house. I wonder what he's doing now. Cause yeah, Matt, what an I, idiot. I, I I thought Matt Brown was going to kill him. That was fucking insane. Um, but yeah, so th- that was my card up three, four, three units and overall great fucking first weekend. Yeah. Love it. Dean talk to us. I know you, uh, you struggled a little bit last week, but uh, tell us how it went. Some would say struggled, but, Honestly, it was calculated because there's only <laughs> only up from here, boys. Only up from here. Ain't that the truth? Um, started with a whopping 10 units and ended up negative 6.18. Kind of impressive, but like I said, <laughs> calculated. Um, I'll start out first with uh, my smallest bet. I put one unit on Illinois at Indiana, and I still really did like that bet. Uh, it was a really close game. Tommy DeVito played really well. Um but, and this happens sometimes, there was one of the, I absolutely brutal, one of the worst week one calls, um, you know, over this weekend was a horrific, horrific call of a no catch in the uh, corner, the right corner of the end zone uh, by an Illinois receiver, forget who. Um, and that ended up being a, that ended up being a difference maker. So that was a rough L to take uh, on to two units on first half Ohio State minus nine and a half. Holy fuck. Was could I have been more wrong? And I'm of course gonna blame fucking Ray's bitch ass on that. But damn, they did they look fucking like molasses out there. I don't know what Ryan Day was doing, but he fucking sucked against Notre Dame. Horrific coaching, horrific play calling. If I saw one more third and nine run with CJ Stroud and legit the best wide receiver in core in the in the country, I was gonna kill myself. Uh, not one pass was thrown to a running back. It was pretty brutal. And I'm not even going to go into the trench work now because they're going to be in my stock down unit for sure. I'll discuss them later. Moving on, two units on Houston versus UTSA was over 61 and a half. Holy shit. Hitting that over 
was electric. If anyone saw, it went into multiple OTs and it was at, I believe, 48 total points at the end of regulation. And boys, we ended up covering. That was, what was sick. And what was that? Uh, what was the, what was the over under on that one? 61 and a half. It was one of, if not the second biggest of the uh of the the weekend. Oh, yeah, I remember you saying that uh last yeah. Day. Um yeah, they they came out incredibly slow in that game as well. I thought there was no shot, but hey, sometimes sometimes you get lucky. But I was really trying to go for zero units there. I was trying to go down negative 10. Um, and then to my my monster bet, my max bet, five units on Utes minus two and a half. Hey, I, I I do not feel bad about that call at all. I think at the end of the day, AR-15 came out and had his superstar, you know, coming out party. And I still think Cam Rising played amazing. He was mistake-free for the most part. He played well. He had a few short balls on, on some guys. Um and ended up costing them. And obviously you saw the pick in the end, which was a pretty sick pick. Uh, and I said Karan Butler before, cause I'm a fucking idiot. Um, who was a, a former magic player uh, and in the NBA, but I meant obviously Malcolm Butler. Um, and oh. so on to you. <laughs> sure. Yeah. What a wild ride for, for Dean last week. And, <laughs> yeah, uh, that Utah bet's really tough. Cause it definitely was game of the week. I think um, yeah, great game. That game was awesome. Wait, so Dean, too. Uh, you so you were down six, whatever six change units. What was your record like bets wise? You only oh, one, one for one, one out of five, one and four. Fair enough. All right, so I'll wrap us up here. Uh, I was four and three um, on oh, the yo, week. I'm sorry, one and three. I apologize. One out oh. of five. sorry, sorry, sauce. No, it's all good. Um, so I was four and three um, this past week, but I did hit all my two unit bets, um, which was definitely the difference. So you got to feel confident on those two unit bets. Um, but I started it off Thursday, West Virginia plus seven and a half against Pitt. Um, that late pick had me a little scared, but, uh, you know, they held it. They held it at seven. And then uh, that game was fucking wild. Feel bad for Nikki. That was what a, a ch- what a choke job. Yeah, West Virginia, big, dude. big choke job. They had that game. They had yeah, it in the fucking did. bag. It's I mean, it's it's crazy though too because fucking Bryce Ford Wheaton had a game. He looked great. Wasn't he the one who lost the fucking game for them? Pretty much, yeah, he yeah. lost the game from dude. That was in his bread basket. JT? I mean, there was there was nobody within five yards of him too, which is yeah, that was wild. I can't oh. believe it. It flipped over his head like that. Yeah, JT that was, Daniels. JT Daniels looked good. He yeah, he did. He, he, he did pretty, good. He, he throws a pretty deep ball. Bristol Wheaton's a transfer, right from where? He was fucking yeah. USC yeah. And, and Georgia. Georgia. Um, I'll continue on. Uh, had Ohio State minus seventeen and a half. Um, obviously, didn't take that one. Um, Arkansas minus six and a half against Cincinnati. This was a a really good game. If if you didn't watch, um, it was back and forth the whole time. Arkansas had a touchdown lead basically the whole time. Um, but they ended up covering for two units for me, which was nice. Uh, we already mentioned the app state loss. That was an absolute heartbreaker. And I also lost the heartbreaker UTSA money line. Um, but what a fucking wild game that was 23, 23 seconds left. And they went all the way down the field, kicked the field goal, went into overtime, Mm -hmm. tied them in overtime with it, with the touchdown score. And then they had Houston on the ropes. They had a fall Houston had a false start when the two point conversions kicked in for the third overtime. And then uh, Clayton Toon is the Houston quarterback scrambles out and flips over a guy for a two point conversion. And then UTSA doesn't, doesn't convert theirs and they lose. So 
both those one unit bets for me would have been really nice. Would have been six and one on the week. Um, it would have been flying high. Uh, but I ended out uh, winning my two teasers, the Big Ten teaser with Michigan and Maryland, uh, both taking care of business. Michigan looked really fucking good, too. Um, I know they were playing dog shit. Well, they played Colorado State or something, yeah, but uh, slap dick team. Yeah, they, they really controlled um, the offensive line and the, the defensive line. They looked really, really solid. Uh, Maryland also looked good. Um, love their weapons they got. And then I also hit the uh, our SEC teaser, Florida and uh, and Georgia to lock in my 3.85 units and man of the week for your boy sauce. So uh, as it currently stands, I'm up 3.85 units. Ray is up 3.43 units. And Dean is down 6.18 units. So Dean, a lot of work to do already. Only up from here, boys. Only up from uh, yeah, some people say it's only a week one of football. If it's a week one of football, if you're not down several hundred dollars, yeah, genuinely, so, genuinely serious. I, I, I don't think it's ever existed for me, so I don't well, know. you know, it's all right because uh, yeah, I was gonna say me and Ray will carry the pod and uh, we'll we'll cover for all the boys who are uh, getting their drink tabs from, from me and Ray heading out. Yeah. Uh, you're welcome. All right, so let's move on to our stock up stock down at for our college football week one dean you want to start us up give us uh you got teams you got players give us uh your first stock up yeah my first stock up is going to be um it's going to be a team accompanied by a player and we touched on it briefly but it's just going to be the gators um like i said before i i I said i was a big big fan of ar-15 as an nfl prospect and i did say that during our college preview as well as when I was discussing, you know, my reasoning for my five unit bet on the Utes, you know, I just didn't think his superstar coming out party would be week fucking one against a a really tough Utah team. So, but he did, he went, you know, for one Oh six on the ground, he fucking gashed them for three touchdowns rushing. Then he went 17 for 24 for 168. He missed a few balls. And when he did miss those balls, they were kind of fairly off, but he, you know, he kept a lot of plays alive with those with, with his legs, and he was just fucking impressive. You know, some of the stuff looked silly. It looked like, you know, he was a man amongst boys, especially that that two point conversion. But two, uh, that two point conversion was crazy. Yeah, dude. It was nuts. I mean, I just saw like a they have. Uh, I saw on Twitter there's actually like an alternate angle from like under the you know under the goalposts and it just looks he looks silly it, it looks ridiculous and he looks massive next to these people he really does dude yeah. he looks like a fucking oh my god it's like fucking he looks like billy madison like when he's playing dodgeball, dodgeball. yeah <laughs> it's just crazy just absolutely anyway, bullying he, people. he is a fucking talent bro he'll just be a top 10 pick just off of that in my opinion yeah i'm like so not looking forward Bold. to i'm so not looking forward to um reviewing his film and scouting his film i feel like he's just going to be the toughest evaluation by far of forget the quarterbacks i think of any of these guys um just because of his sheer physical dominance um and you do see some some inaccuracies in his throwing but he just makes so many big plays that how do you 
you know, balance both of it. It really is like young Cam Newton. Yeah, it's tough. Take the good with the bad. He's got the it factor, though. He does make that's those fucking, like, that's plays. Sure. Like, wow. Dude, that's he, like, could, I feel like when you're, like, when you're uh, fooling the cameraman because you're doing some crazy shit, that's when, like, you got to be like, oh, shit. Like, that, that guy's got some, he's got some pizzazz. Yeah, I definitely did that a few times. So, uh, yeah, just to really put a bow on it, I, I have the Utes sneaking into the uh, college football playoff, and I really think they are a potential college football playoff team. Obviously, this loss probably will dampen that significantly, but that's why overall stock up for the Gators. They beat a they beat a great team, in my opinion, and I believe that that'll show throughout the season. Yeah, uh, most likely will be a ranked Florida team next week when they uh, play Kentucky, which will be a really good matchup. Uh, Ray, give me your first stock up. I'm going uh, the man, the myth, the legend, Charlie Jones. Oh. I receive it from Purdue. Bill Belichick I, was sound. Let me get my earplugs in. I can't fucking. <laughs> Dude, I don't. Maybe it was just because it was the first like game of college football game that we I, were watching. Yeah, I, yeah I, I fucking fell in love with this guy, dude. This guy was at, was so impressive. For those who don't know, wide receiver on Purdue, and he absolutely torched Penn State and the Nittany Lions defense. Even uh, Joey Porter Jr. He was like, the first quarter he was lined up with them. And I think he had like first four, like three or four catches. And I was like, holy shit, like who Dude, is this guy? I was having a fucking aneurysm watching this guy cook Joey Porter and then having Joel Klatt suck Joey Porter's dick for three <laughs> and a half quarters, being like, look how long this guy's arms are. Look at this. Look at that. Bro, the Charlie Jones had 10 catches for <laughs> yards by the third quarter. I was like, what do we? T-? And Joey Porter was lined up on him 90% of the time. Now, I feel like towards, I feel like towards that the end, though. Said, Joey Porter stepped up humongously and had like four big pass breakups in the fourth quarter and he'll get his money. He'll get his money's worth that way, but he was getting absolutely decimated, decimated the whole game. And they were sucking Joey Porter's dick. It was pissing me the fuck off. They really but were. 1-0. Oh. They kept yeah. just talking about him as a day one prospect over oh, and over he's again. Still, like, he's oh, going Charlie to be. Jones is torching him, but he did. He did come at he did come out in the fourth for well, sure. It's crazy though because once they did, like like you said, they did move. They moved Porter off of him, and Porter did look well. But he was beating them on that. Like he was doing like this, like inside, like this, like his ten yard dig every time. He has such Charlie Jones says has such strong hands, and his speed jumps off the tape. Like yeah, you, you know the um. You know the video of like I can't remember how many years ago from the combine. It's like the the, the it's like the white Penn State kid uh running right, forty and, and like like oh my oh he he fast fast yeah he, he fast, fast fast that's that's Charlie Jones that guy is a fast little bastard dude and I'm pretty sure he's like he's not even that small too he's like I think he's like six foot um I was really impressed with him I think he's gonna be a day two prospect to look uh at especially if you keep this up because they they fed him dude. 19 targets, 12 catches, 153 yards, and a tutty. Yeah, that's that's Aiden O'Connell's boy from from growing up too. So they got. Oh, that really? I'm sure. Yeah. Did they did they mention that on the broadcast at yeah. all? They, so well, once or twice. They, yeah. <laughs> Dude, fucking fucking Joel Clatt. One of college football, and Ray's already using the term "jumps off the tape." Love it. That's draft guys. That's, that's gonna draft. be that's gonna be Ray's third overall wide receiver prospect. Oh yeah. All right, so we'll go to my first stock up. Uh, I got a team here. Uh, my team is USC. Uh, really proved me wrong after the, the first episode. Did not think their game one was going to go um, as smoothly as it did, albeit playing Rice. 
Uh, a 66 to 14 W is nothing to snuff at. Um, Caleb Williams and Jordan Addison hit the ground running together. They hooked up for two touchdowns. Um, they were extremely balanced on offense, over 300 yards passing, 200 yards on the ground, and uh, over seven yards of carry. And they held Rice to 280 yards, and they had three picks on defense, three pick sixes on defense, um, which is just absolutely absurd. Obviously, that's not going to come every week, um, but their offense is going to be good enough especially in the Pac-12, that um, they can beat teams just on pure talent on the offensive side of the ball. But if that defense is able to step up, get turnovers, especially with Utah and Oregon losing week one, um, they set themselves up in a great spot. Honestly, big stock down to the Pac-12. The Pac-12 blows. Yeah, they are. They, I mean, we all know it. They're just a very sub uh, subpar conference. Yeah, I mean, hey, Lincoln Riley in the Big Ten will be nice, though. We love that. That'd be sick. Yeah. It's actually it's so absurd that fucking USC is gonna be in the Big Ten. Yeah, like yeah, fuck it, why not? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, I'm about it, I guess, but it's just weird. All right, let's uh, let's keep going with our stock ups, Dean. Who you got uh, as your second stock up? Yeah, so my second stock up guy, um, is actually he was uh, a part of the backyard brawl. So WVU's CJ Donaldson. Um, you know, even though they lost from that unfortunate pick. Like we said, you know, right off the breadbasket of Bryce Ford Wheaton, I still think there was a lot to be happy about as a Mountaineer fan. 6'2", 240, true freshman tight end. He, I I, I don't know, they, they kept like talking about him and kind of teasing him when he was going in for reps as a running back. And then he just started going the fuck off. Seven attempts for 125 and a touchdown. I mean, if you were, I know it was only seven touches. So a little bit premature to be saying this, but if you watched him, he was a fucking wrecking ball, and he clearly displayed pure breakaway speed, especially in that 44-yard run that he had. And I don't know. I was excited. I was excited by him as well as Bryce Ford Wheaton, but I didn't include him really because obviously he ended up costing them the most and almost and basically the game. But pretty much the game, yeah. For for, for another – Another stock up. That guy's going to be something. Nice. Ray, who you got for your second stock up? Uh, call me a homer all you want, but uh, I'm going OSUD. Uh, they all all offseason just getting shit talked after the Michigan fucking uh, dog walked them in that final game of the year. Then Utah also put up, what, like 40-something points, I guess, in the Rose Bowl, 30-something points. Uh, and they, they go out, uh, get Jim Knowles from Oklahoma State, and first week, Looks like it's paying off. Uh, in particular, some guys up the middle in uh, linebacker uh, Eichenberg, safety Lathan Ransom, uh, and then sophomore Mike Hall at D tackle. All three of those guys, I've, those were like probably the big, the best performers in my opinion on the team. Um, Eichenberg all over the field, eight tackles, two sacks. Uh, that that guy, like you noticed him when they were playing. Yeah. He was like a position that linebacker that we're a little shallow in too. I was a little worried, um, to be honest, like a D-tackle, linebacker, and safety all worry about those positions just because they, they've been so bad like last year. But Eichenberg really performed well. If he can be a leader of that D at middle linebacker, it's something we've missed since, like, I, I couldn't even tell you, Darren Lee, I guess. Like, we haven't had, like, a, like a true do-it-all linebacker. We could really use that. Um, so, yeah, just the D as a whole, but I wanted to highlight those guys as well. Nice. Yeah, definitely Eichenberg uh, was jumping off the screen, as Dean uh, 
like to point out too. Um, <laughs> so, so my last stock up uh, is Kenny McIntosh from Georgia, the running back. Uh, only had five touches for 18 yards uh, running the ball. He did score a touchdown. It was on a jet sweep. Uh, but this guy had nine catches for 117 yards. Uh, most of his catches coming from behind the line of scrimmage and just sheer will producing after the catch. Um, he was really impressive. He played a similar role to James Cook, but he's six one two ten. Um, this guy is extremely talented. Uh, he's quick in space. He's got great hands. Um, and he is just insanely tough to take down. I don't know how fast he'll, he'll actually run at the combine. Um, uh, but he's just one of these guys that he gets out in the open space and, uh, nobody really catches him and it's really hard to take him down. Uh, I don't think I saw the first man make a tackle on him the whole game, uh, and frequently got to the second level. Um, he kind of reminds me of like Debo a little bit, the way he's utilizing that offense and his versatility and similar body types and like his air play style. Um, obviously not going to say he's going to be as good as Debo because one of the best receivers in the NFL now, but, um, really like his game. Um, and I don't think he'll be your every down running back, but I don't think you want him to be, um, especially at the NFL. He's just going to create so many mismatches, um, for defenses and for linebackers, especially he was torching Oregon's linebackers all night. Um, so big name to watch moving forward into the draft is Kenny McIntosh really liked him. Um, so that'll wrap it for our stock ups for anybody. Ray, you got one more. You said, Oh yeah. I think we'd just be remiss to not touch on uh sets and Bennett put up a fucking hell of a yeah. performance, dude. That, uh, I mean, the Georgia offense as a whole did, but they just moved the ball at will. Uh, 25, 31, 368 yards, two touchdowns. That's all. That's all you got to say. Against yeah. a, a, a defense that we all thought were going to be uh, tough. Coached by his, for, the former D.C. at uh, Georgia. And they looked like uh, like an FCS school. So, got to give yeah. I, I didn't even notice Sewell, honestly, like once. Yeah. I noticed, the, I noticed the other linebacker. Uh, Same. Uh, number 10 or 11. Uh, yeah. What's his name? 11. I can't think of his name, but I noticed him way more than Sewell. Um, but we'll see how those games move forward for, for Oregon. Hopefully they can rebound. Uh, I'm a huge Bo Nix hater, but. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Bo Nix stinks. Yeah. <laughs> um, And the linebacker's name is on let me just give it uh justin flow yes all right we'll give some we'll give some love to justin give some love to justin flow in a 49 to 3 love it that's what we do here on btt you know we got to get everybody involved all right let's talk some stock downs dean give me your first stock down for week one yeah i don't think ray's gonna be too pumped to relive this but i know for a fact he definitely agrees considering we watched the game together um, and I'm going to have to go that Ohio State O-line. Jesus Christ. Well, first off, if you look strictly at the box score, they definitely did not do too shabby. They only allowed one sack, two tackles for losses, and they also ended up going 35 rushing attempts for 172 total and a touchdown. So technically on the box score, not that bad, but they were being bullied. They were just getting bullied. They they were in they were in the pocket all day long and they were creating I actually can't wait to see the advanced metrics. They they were creating zero push, zero line yards push, like zero. Uh Ray, give me your uh, first stock down. 
I guess I'll follow up just because Dean brought up the uh, porous offensive line play. Uh, CJ Stroud didn't look too well either, to be honest no, with you. Not. Um, so my worries going into the year was that the offensive line was so good that he didn't have anyone in his face ever last year. And when people were in his face this year, he looked a little panicked, a little rushed. He bounced a couple of throws, uh, overthrew some. Uh, stat line's not too bad, 24 of 34 for 223 and two tutties, but – that offense itself, it just wasn't operating at it uh, the way it should be. I think any, everyone uh, can see that. Hopefully, they get Smith and Jigba and Fleming back next week, where they and maybe Ryan Day can do some psychedelics on Friday and just get a little bit more creative because that play calling was abysmal. Little ayahuasca. Dude, we, need, we need some Booth LaFleur. Booth LaFleur and some mushrooms. I guarantee Ryan Day's back at it the next day. So. Let's go. What was um, that play calling? Though? It was terrible. I I don't even understand. I was so depressed during that game. It wasn't even enjoyable for me to watch. It just it it, it looked like night. It looked crystal clear that he that one short pass by C.J. Stroud on on third and I want to say like eight, and I I just saw it. He just lost all confidence in C.J. Stroud, and it just I I was I was shocked. Yeah, no, the play calling was. Uh, pretty brutal. So I think they get not Toledo. Who they're playing some slap dick team this week. So you know, hopefully, beat the shit out of them, get their confidence back up. But right now, uh, in a quarterback class has loaded, Stroud uh, didn't start off too well. Yeah, tough game. But um, if I know anything about Ohio State, is that they'll be fine. Yeah. Um. So my first stock down uh, is a guy I actually mentioned in our preview pod who I was really excited to watch, especially because I had uh, a bet on Maryland, but it's Dante Demas, the wide receiver. Um, only three catches for 23 yards, but um, I think a lot of it's going to come down to how many mouths there are um, to feed on this roster. Rakeem Jarrett, um, Jacob Copeland are two guys who are NFL talents. Um, so with three guys like that and Jason Jones also had a, had a big game for them. Um, so it's going to be a lot for, uh, Talia Tagovailoa to get all these guys involved. Um, but there are a lot of quick throws in this offense, which is not really his strength. He's a big play receiver, six, four. Um, so he likes to go down the field and track balls. Um, he's three time, all big 10 honorable mention guy, um, and he was absolutely dominating last year before his ACL injury, 28 catches for five Oh seven, three TDs in five games. Um, yeah, he was, he was absolutely dominating. And then it kind of flipped over and Rakeem Jarrett had a crazy good year last year at the end of last year, um, after he got hurt, but he might be a boom bust player this year, just because of all the mouths that Maryland needs to feed. But he's a guy I'm definitely watching because he does have a lot of NFL talent, um, but the production might not be um, as good as I thought it would be, or is that he needs to be a first, second round wide receiver. So we'll see what happens with Dante Demas, but a lackluster performance in week one for sure. But Maryland takes the win. Uh, so we'll go to our second stock down. Dean, who you got here? Yeah, for my second stock down, I said it before that uh, when we were, we actually laughed about them quite a lot. Um, and that's NC state. They uh, played ECU, not a complete slapdick team, but not a team that you should look fairly worse than. I'm, I'm still shocked that they fucking pulled it out from the skin of their teeth. 21 to 20, they won. Devin Leary looked pretty piss poor. I mean, his stat line's okay. 17 to 33, 211 yards, a touchdown and a pick. But at the end of the day, ECU just looked like the stronger, the faster, the the better team 
they looked like the better team on Saturday. Um, and I know that, you know, NC State was on the road and they technically pulled it out, but uh, I would still consider them a very much a weak, uh, very much a stock down team. Yeah, that was a, a really tough game to watch. And uh, it was the largest home crowd uh, in ECU history. Um, so the fans did come out for that game. They were they were fired up. And um, honestly, it seemed to affect NC State. Because yeah, who, who here? I, they did not who, play well. Why do you guys had them as, as your ACC championship? Uh, no? We both, we both did. Oh, shit. That's brutal look. Uh, they're one and zero. That's true. <laughs> <But> <laughs> yeah, like when, the, like when the guy down six point one eight units. Yeah, uh, Dean, it's about wins and losses. I know you got you got to give me got to give me a break. I got uh, as we're recording the pod too. Clemson's on, and Clemson looks like poo poo. I was so, just going so. to say that their offense looks terrible. Right? Yeah. <laughs> I'm, watch, I'm, I'm watching it. They, I'm sure uh, if you guys saw, but they had like a uh, almost a punt block for a touchdown. They took it within the five. I had to mute my mic because I started screaming for a second. But yeah. Thanks, Ray. All right, Ray. Give me your uh, second stock down. Uh, to follow up off Dean's NC State stock down, I'm going with another quarterback in this class who people will really look into uh, – See, take a nice leap, and that's Devin Leary. He looked terrible uh, Saturday, just plain and simple. Uh, one of my friends texted me saying, I don't know why they're letting him throw the ball still because it was just that bad, especially <laughs> in a close game. I think they were up, like run the ball, run the clock, and they were just letting him throw, and it was not good. 17 of 33, 211 yards, one touchdown, one pick. Um, against. I mean, I know he was on the road against ECU. I guess they're not like – a terrible like program, but really, really disappointing for, for his first game. And also just to, to say that's that game is why I do not typically like including road, uh, road favorites, favorites, road favorites in my fucking teasers because of that. And that was just so that would have been a fucking uh, 10 unit win if they would have covered, but they stink. That's and to follow, uh, to follow up on that to my last stock down, just college kickers. Missing extra points to lose games is just a brutal look. Let's get back to the basics, LSU and ECU. This is that was just terrible. I don't know if I've seen two games in the same weekend get lost off missed extra points like that. With zero seconds left, basically. I think yeah. there was some time in ECU, right? Um I don't remember. Was there? I, I, think, they, I yeah. thought it was like a it, there it was maybe like 15, 20 seconds. Yeah, I, I that's what I was thinking. I was thinking like 10. No, minutes. I think there was three minutes left. There were too many overtime games that I was yeah, watching. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm looking right there. now. Way too many games. All right. Um, I'm going to follow Ray up on the uh, the kicker point, uh, especially when he mentions LSU. My big stock down here is LSU. Uh, what a fucking wild game. Uh, a wild ending, at least. Uh, a muff punt for LSU down in their own red zone then florida state fumbles on the one yard line and then lsu drives the ball down the field with a minute 20 left and scores and then miss the extra point they also had a blocked field goal during this game too so two big uh special oh, teams yeah. for lsu really bad Wait, florida state blocked the field goal right that was yeah. the um the albany transfer ua you know yeah. Oh, love that! Yeah, big big yeah. repping for UA. Yeah, shout, shout, out the, shout out the Danes! Yeah, <laughs> shout out the um, Danes! They got they got shit stomped by Baylor on yeah. prime time. But we'll, <laughs> we'll, we'll... <laughs> uh, get getting back to LSU. Um, Jaden Daniels, the Arizona State transfer. Um, I was actually really impressed with the way he hung in there. 
um, and fought for LSU because his offensive line was doing nothing for him. Uh, I think they had, I think Florida State had four sacks, but um, they had like at least 12 pressures. It was crazy. He was scrambling the whole game. He had 116 rushing yards, all from scrambling. There were almost no design runs for him. Um, and Florida State D line was just was just getting home. Uh, they couldn't get anything going on the ground. Penn State transfer Noah Kane. Uh, he stunk at Penn State uh, last year, and he also stinks now at LSU. Couldn't do anything on the ground. Um, but Keishon Booty, who's number one wide receiver arguably in this NFL draft class, uh, didn't have his first catch until like four minutes left in the game, and he finished the game with two catches. They need to do something to get this guy the ball in space. Um, they have way too much NFL talent to not beat Florida State. I mean, Booty, B.J. Ojalar is their outside linebacker, Ali Gay and Jay Ward, all three of those guys on defense um, need to step up, need to make big plays. And they just came up short against Florida State. And in a conference where you have to play Georgia, you got to play Alabama, um, does not look good for, uh, for LSU. So stock down on LSU big time. Is anyone getting publicly shamed more right now than Brian Kelly? Uh, I don't think so. I wonder what his if he still has his fake Southern accent. Yeah. Oh my weirdo. god. I mean, Dude. I was talking bad about Ryan. <laughs> I was talking about bad about Ryan Day on uh, our last college football podcast. But Brian Kelly is a fucking loser. That guy is such. Oh god, I can't. Dude, I'm not, not going to get it. I'll forever. I'll forever only think of him dancing with the the lsu commit that ended up backing out like, oh they were like back to back right oh no he was like absolute idiot no. it was like a pretty pretty high-end recruit i just forget his name but that video plays like rent free in my head he was like grinding it he was like grinding yeah bottom. grinding on it dude fucking funny love that yeah. that's good stuff all right so that'll wrap it up for our stock up stock down uh quick look at the week two slate for college football uh, just going to mention four games that we really like um, Texas and Alabama in Austin. Your boy is going to be in Austin, not at the game, but we're going to be celebrating with the fans. Uh, it's 20 and a half right now for Alabama. Uh, all makings of a shootout, right? What do we think? I'm pumped to see uh, Quinn Ewers play an actual uh, like high, high quality team. That's going to be a fucking fun game to watch. I think it's noon, right? Uh, yeah, it's a noon game on Fox, right? Uh, yeah, so uh, I'm, Gus? I'm, is Gus on the call? I believe so. Unfortunately, I'll be uh, we'll be getting off the golf course hopefully around noon, so uh, we'll be right in time for that. Uh, the second game, just want to mention Tennessee versus Pitt. Uh, Tennessee, a six and a half point favorite. Um, I think this would be a really good game. Honestly, a lot of a lot of talent for Pitt in the trenches, um, and they'll need to, especially their defensive line, they'll need to stop Hendon Hooker. Uh, and Cedric Tillman for Tennessee. Who's home that game? Uh, Pitt is home. And they're still dogs? And they're six they and are six and a half dogs. dogs. Oh, that's, uh, a, that's a teaser. Spoiler alert. If that thing hits seven, I'm fucking betting my cat on it. <laughs> if anyone knows me, Mr. Biggs is my life. So yeah, It's worth about .3 units. Yeah. Not <laughs> even. Uh, third game is Kentucky versus Florida. Love this game. Uh, Will Levis, former Penn State quarterback for Anthony Richardson, who can make more plays. Uh, likely Florida will be ranked, so we'll get a ranked game there. Actually, uh, in the swamp too, right? In the, in the swamp What's again. That line? Uh, five and a half uh, for Florida. Makes sense. Yeah, who we like there? 
Uh, that's a lot of points. Might need a lot of points. Dive into that one. That one's yeah. really difficult. Yeah, Le- Levis looked pretty good uh, in game one, I believe. I haven't checked the uh, the full numbers, but from what I read, he looked pretty good. Uh, and the last game we're going to mention is the, the late game uh, on Saturday is number 10, Baylor at BYU, number 25. Uh, BYU, a two-and-a-half-point favorite uh, here against the Baylor Bears. This would be a really, really good matchup between arguably one of the best offensive lines in the country for BYU against that pass rush and that dominant run defense for Baylor. Uh, I'm really looking forward to this game if I can stay up for it and I'm not blacked out uh, good luck prior to my Sunday flight. Shout out Austin. Shout out Austin. Hook them horns, baby. Hook them horns. One more game, though. One more game. Uh, USC Stanford. USC Stanford. Yeah, I didn't really care about this game because Pac-12 stinks. Still, uh, it's a big game, dude. It, just... it, it's a big game. It'll be a big game for for Lincoln Riley to get his first taste of uh, of that rivalry. Um, I want to see so... uh, Tanner McKee. I want to see how he yeah, it's Ta- Tanner McKee, big time NFL draft uh, quarterback. I think he was a five star too. Yes, he was. Um, so that'll be a really good game, Tanner McKee and Caleb Williams. So uh, we'll see. Think uh think USC, the way they looked in week one, think they got too much offense for Stanford, honestly. Yeah, it's going to be a tough game. All right, so that'll wrap it up for us here on Between Two Tackles. Thank you for listening. Hopefully you enjoyed our college football recap. Uh, stay with us as we will have our NFL week one preview um, along with our week two college football preview. Uh, coming out on Thursday for you guys, and we'll continue with our 10-unit bets. Uh, Moving forward, we're going to have five for college, five for the NFL. Uh, We're going to tally them both up. We'll keep scores separately for college and for the NFL, and we'll keep them cumulatively so you guys can follow along to see who's doing the best. And maybe, you know, Dean struggled in college football, but maybe he can redeem himself in the NFL, and you guys like his NFL picks. I don't know. Uh, Up to you. As always, please rate and subscribe to the pod and follow our very new Twitter account at two tackles with the number two. That's at two tackles. Uh, Got a lot of stuff going up on that and you'll be able to see all of our bets from from previous weeks and moving forward on that Uh, and stick with us as we head into the 2022 2023 season. NFL is back this week, boys. Let's go, fellas. Appreciate you. One love. Peace. Better people.